0: OK, and we're back.:
1: Oh, this is just amazing. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to yet another edition of Dear Anxiety. I'm Ed Krasnick, and uh, you're my partner, co-host, uh, a wonderful lady in her own right. Rini Jane will be joining us very shortly. This is a show where we talk about we talk about how we relate to our thoughts and feelings. We talk about resilience, we talk about emotional fitness. What is emotional fitness? We'll find out talking about thoughts and feelings, and we actually show you, we 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 practice different skills that you can use to maybe take the edge off a little bit, live happier, live healthier. And on today's show, this is so exciting because the show is called Dear Anxiety. We thought we'd kick off the new season with a show called The Good, The Bad, and the Awesome. Of anxiety. Yeah, we're going right into anxiety today. Start at the top. And uh, my partner, as I mentioned, has a wonderful company called GoZen, GoZen GoZen.com, where she teaches resilience skills to kids, parents, adults. She does uh, summits with experts from all over the world through animation, through interactive programs, through games. They're in schools. They're all over the world. You should check out GoZen.com for all the programs. And she studied applied positive psychology with Dr. Martin Seligman, who is the father of applied positive psychology, and she is the daughter of applied positive psychology. How are you, Renee Jane?
0: Well, that makes it seem like Marty's my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify, he is not my dad. Although he is my father-in-law, because my father-in-law is named Marty. So I guess technically he is my dad. Okay. (laughs) I'll take that title. Thank you. I knew you. it would
1: come around.
0: <laughs> the good, the bad, and the awesome and anxiety. First of all, thank you for having us back. I don't know who I'm talking <laughs> to having us back. We decided to come back. Yeah, thank you, it you, doesn't Ed. matter what you
1: people want. We want to do it. So you come along. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it.
0: We really appreciate it. We're so happy to be here. We're excited to dive into the good, the bad, and the awesome of anxiety. We really wanted to start at ground zero (laughs) with anxiety because, you know, it's so funny. Um, One of my team members on GoZen called me today and he literally said, I'm feeling anxious or I've been feeling anxious. And immediately, no matter how much training I have, how many kids I've worked with, how much I've had in my own personal experience with anxiety and knowing that there can be some good and there can be some awesome of anxiety, I'm still, I was immediately like, oh my goodness, how do we get rid of it? You know, that was my first reaction. Wait a second, that's not good. You should not be anxious. So let's start with that premise. Should we never be anxious or stressed?
1: Well, you, it, it's almost like a um, an involuntary reaction, which is how we deal with stress, right? We think immediately bad. The brain thinks immediately bad and thinks something's wrong. So I'm asking you, is something wrong when you feel anxious?
0: No. That sounds so wrong to so many people because of the experience that they've had with anxiety. And they're like, what is this Reenie Jane talking about? She does not. Someone should rip that degree out of her hands. <laughs> <laughs> I am telling you right now, from personal and professional work, that one of the biggest mistakes we make is to have this adversarial relationship with anxiety. That needs to end now. And that is why the show is actually called Dear Anxiety, because we're developing a new relationship with our dear anxiety. I just right? love
1: the tone of your voice right now. <laughs> it's, very, it's very good. It's very nice. See? Yeah.
0: Yes, this is my friend, Anxiety. Hey, Anxiety, what's up? Hey, what's what's dear?
1: happening? Yeah. <laughs> what's
0: How up? You come doing? on over for dinner. Oh, guess what? You show up no matter whether you get an invitation well, or that's not.
1: that's true. That's true. Yeah, and you're going to stay as long as you, as as you want to stay, as long as I keep avoiding you. I guess you'll stay. And that is the key. That's the that's key, right. right? It's like somebody is knocking on the door. They want to come in, and you're saying, I don't see you there. Not only don't I see you there, I'm going to go, blah, blah. You know, and I'm going to pretend. The, well, no one makes that sound as a human being. But um.
0: listen, anxiety is your mom knocking on your door, telling you to clean your room. And you're under the covers playing a video game, pretending she doesn't exist. Well, what happens in that scenario? Mm,
1: therapy, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, she keeps right. knocking. She's like, hello, anyone in there? I'm coming anyway. It doesn't right. matter. I'm going to keep talking to you until you pay attention to me. And that is the case with every emotion we have. They are trying to send a message. They are relentless when it comes to wanting attention. And if we don't give it to them, well, then we have all of these people that go into academia, (laughs) do research studies, who have proven that if you ignore, quash, crush, reject, or pretend your feelings don't exist, including stress and anxiety, They just blow up in your face, right? They get bigger, they get stronger, and they're debilitating. Mm. So, time for a new approach. Time for a
1: new approach. So, so often we catch ourselves in the middle of this because it's like we're so, we have such a habit of reacting to our own thoughts, feelings that are coming up. How do you shift it? How do you, how do you, how do you downshift? Because even today, you talk to a coworker. They say they're feeling anxious and right away you think, oh, I got to change that.
0: So the first step is to slow down so we can have some awareness of how we are reacting to both people outside of us, right? Our kids, our family, our friends, strangers that are expressing the fact that they are feeling stressed or anxious or pressured, you know, one of these things. We have to slow down because if we don't slow down, it's really hard to catch what our own reaction is. It's hard to reflect on the way that we are reacting. So it's really like the first step. All of us have to do it. I have to do it. You know, it's a practice. And then it is adopting this idea that, listen, I'm going to lean on the science. I am going to lean on the research, even if it's totally counterintuitive and goes against every practice I've ever had in my life. And the science is telling me to listen to what the stress and anxiety is saying and to lean into it and not to try to crush it. So we need to ask ourselves, have I been trying to crush my anxiety or have I been inviting dear anxiety into the door and having a conversation with it? What do you do when you're anxious, well, I, Ed? What, which, uh, which one you I, my
1: reaction, of course, is to not only to punish myself. My reaction is there's something wrong with me and why isn't it better? Um, that's usually my reaction. I have had times when I've slowed down, uh, but mostly uh, that's what I do. And I find that if I don't practice uh, a conscious uh, practice during the day sometime, like whether it's meditating or breathing or... Some kind of affirmation or tapping or something, I really get lost. I really get lost. Good night.
0: Well, we are here. Yeah. We are here to okay. find you again. We are here to locate ourselves, to find ourselves, to reconnect with that voice, to reconnect with what's going on inside of our bodies, and to teach our kids to do the exact same thing. So the first thing is that no feelings are wrong that they are okay, that they actually, most of them have a really good purpose. And when it becomes bad, like the title of this particular episode is the good, the bad, and the awesome of anxiety, when it becomes bad, I would propose to you, it's usually because we're using a skill that is a distraction or a quashing technique, trying to get rid of it technique, Mm. essentially. Okay, so we're abandoning you're, that. You're saying goodbye to that. So that how is not actually... what you're doing. Goodbye. Okay.
1: Yeah. Don't let the door you hit later. you on the way out.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's right. So now when our kids come to us and they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so worried about this. I don't want to go to school tomorrow. I don't want to do this test. I don't want to sit on the bus. Our reaction isn't going to be, and even if it is, right, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. But if our initial reaction is always, oh my goodness. I immediately have to do something to make this better. Then we stop. We're listening to ourselves. Wait a second. It's okay that my child is feeling like this. I know that the behavior might not be okay. So the behavior associated with that might be something like, I don't want to go to school. Well, of course, you don't want your child to refuse to go to school, right? So forget the behavior for a second. But the actual feeling is okay. So we need to embrace it. It's so the first okay. thing, right? Welcome Let's embrace you. it. Mm-hmm. All right, I got it. Mm-hmm. You're anxious. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Some either So a lot of us get caught up in what to do in the moment. And I would say that I, as a parent, I get caught up sometimes in what to do in the moment. Oh my good, which one of those 50,000 tools that we've created on GoZen do I pull from, right? And in those times where I can't access a tool or something, I allow my child to just have the space to be. And that's hard, you know, because sometimes to be is to melt down. Right? Sometimes to be for them is to be outwardly aggressive toward me, you know, it could be verbally, because they're just manifesting something else that's underneath. So sometimes it's hard basically to hold space for your child. But I love do no harm when you're in a moment like that. I love just honestly biting my tongue sometimes it's a good practice as well to allow your child to be and then we get more versatile more agile at using different skills in the moment but most of the learning for anyone is done outside of a heated moment outside of a meltdown moment outside of like an anxiety breakdown meltdown freak out you know whatever whatever terminology you want to use any of those things. The learning for your kids is going to happen outside of that moment. And the learning for you in that moment is just to be self-aware of if you really want it to go away and if that's going to be your goal with your kids.
1: Now we've talked about, you know, we've talked about mantras and little, little tricks, little tools that you can use in the moment if those things happen. Mm-hmm. So you say, do no harm. Mm-hmm. So do no harm is, is mm-hmm. kind of a mantra. Just be here. Is a mantra Just be just here just be
0: here. That's all you need to do. Yeah. We're all safe. we're all safe. It's not an emergency. And these when we're talking about mantras, this is a phrase that you use to yourself over and over again. It can be something that you do out loud. Um, sometimes that looks a little goofy, but you know, do we really care? Um, it can be a phrase that you whisper to yourself or say in your own head but it's really a way of anchoring you into the moment and bringing you back to the value set that you're creating around the situation. Yeah, so use, anyway. a, use
1: a mantra um, is is very helpful because it's simple. It's almost like breathing. Of course, breathing is, is probably the simplest. And, and Rini always talks about this, and we talk talk about this before, is you just want to create a little bit of space. You need space for your kid, but you need space for yourself. You need to take a little space and don't act on it. Don't act on the fast messages that you're going to be getting from your head that are going to say something's wrong. I have to fix it. Take a pause.
0: Yes, we always I think we do two things. One is we feel like we have to fix it because we don't want our child to suffer or we don't want this other person to suffer or we don't want to suffer. And so we feel like we need to fix it. And also there I feel like there is this constant self-judgment that when our child or our teen comes home, and they're having a bad day, all of a sudden, this is a reflection on our own success as a parent. Oh, my goodness, they're not using their coping skills I taught them. Oh, my goodness, I've put so much work into this, or they've put so much work into this, or we've put so much work into this. And I'm just failing. Mm. I feel like we need to do deliberate, intentional work to release the guilt and all of those attachments to the outcome that our child is going to have. We are a work in progress. Sometimes that's one step forward and two steps back. Sometimes we have bad days. Sometimes we have good days. You know, sometimes our kids are going to learn what we're teaching them at eight years old, and other times they're going to learn at 30. You know, they're going to be 30 years old, and, and think about that time mom, dad, or their, you know, provider, caretaker taught them some skill that they're using. So let's not be so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. And that's so important to model for our kids to have compassion and to just really be in the moment. And being in the moment is, is an act of being non judgmental. Just be in that moment and allow the experience to unfold. Yeah,
1: it's very, it's right? very uh, foreign to most people. It's very foreign to most people, but the way it can become more familiar is to actually let yourself have moments throughout the day, and then you can learn to be in the moment when you have your own space. It could be a minute. This doesn't have to take an hour, and there's no perfection in it. That's the other thing. You might be in the moment for 10 seconds and then try to fix it. That's going to happen. Okay, you got 10 seconds maybe tomorrow is 20 seconds but maybe you take 20 seconds for yourself because the idea of the, the all the resilience and all these skills is that they need to be practiced if you don't practice them and I'm the king of this if you read about it and you listen to tapes and you hear voice and you and you follow all the things that are being said about resilience and mental health but you don't practice any of them if you tell your kids to do it but you don't do it it doesn't really work.
0: <laughs> You're like, yeah, don't worry about anything I do or say.
1: Just, you know, mostly don't worry about what I do. Well, yeah, do and it's I like, say. yeah, the things that I say sometimes are like, yeah, they're it's fine. It makes a lot of sense. But I'm not doing it. And your child will pick up on it, you know. They'll be like, "Oh, here goes Dad talking again." But I see he's different than what he's saying. Yeah. I see that I look on his face and I see he looks completely stressed but he's saying something else.
0: Oh, they're going to absorb the actions in such a powerful way because it's so visceral, right? You're able to see someone making change as opposed to the words, which often do go blah, 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 blah. What's the Charlie Brown noise? I'm sure you can do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, when, you're ta- when you're talking to your kids and they're like it what they're perceiving is whoa, whoa, uh,
1: you're like yeah. what
0: i am st- i'm throwing down some wisdom here why are you not listening
1: to me <laughs> yeah it, yes. liter- it literally is like saying we don't yell in this house we don't yell um We don't yell (laughs) in this house. We don't yell.
0: yell. Yeah. But you know, look, I know, again, a lot of us had just have a really bad relationship with anxiety. And so what we're trying to say is, let's have a new relationship with anxiety. Okay. We we went, let's go through the breakup and now let's come back together and let's have a completely different relationship because there is just mountains of research now that shows us that there can be incredible benefits to being stressed, really. So one of the studies that we've talked about before, but that I love, is by Harvard Business School professor, Allison Wood Brooks. And she talks about different situations where you are going to be presenting in front of a group or doing something that makes you really nervous, where your heart is pounding and your mouth feels dry, your palms are sweating, you're getting all of those symptoms from anxiety. And she asks people when you're in one of those situations. So, when does that happen to you, Ed? Give us a situation where that happens to you, where you get really nervous.
1: You know, I get nervous around uh, bills, paying bills.
0: Okay. So, you open your Spectrum cable bill, and all of a sudden, it's like the heart is pounding. And you're like, oh, yeah. Dun, 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 what? Yeah. So, now, what's the best thing to do in this moment? Is it to try to calm down? or to try to feel excited. Those are your only two choices. So should you try to calm down or should you try to feel excited?
1: Well, in that moment, I would probably try to calm down. Although, don't get me wrong, Spectrum as a company excites me to no end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's say that you were taking your Spectrum bill to this. I'm sorry, I hope we don't get like Spectrum, don't call us. I just used you. It could be AT&T or something else, right? Okay. Sure. So, Spectrum, you go to Spectrum and you're going to present your case of why your bill should be lower. And now your heart's really pounding. And so, Allison Wood Brooks, what she asks people are in those situations where you have to present or you're speaking to a new group and you really, your nerves are just going wild. Should you try to calm down or should you try to feel excited? And the answer for 91% of people, they usually say, try to calm down. 91% of people say, yeah, we should try. To, of course, we should try to calm down. That's what we've been told for like our whole life, right? And it is why, you know, when our kids come to us and they're anxious, our, our knee-jerk reaction is, well, how do I calm this situation? But here's the thing. Trying to calm down or trying to get excited, neither strategy will make the anxiety fully go away. Like, that's the good news, right? Neither works. (laughs) However, when you tell yourself, I am excited, you are better able to handle the pressure or the stress of the situation. Because anxiety and excitement are physiologically pretty close. You can jump from one to the other. And also, you can use those feelings within you as motivation It's been shown that you can use those feelings for more productivity, greater creativity, greater focus. All of these things have been tested in a lot of different domains. So we really, belief in this is so important and practicing it is so important because what that allows you to do is to change your mindset. Change your mindset into the mindset of opening the door to your stress and anxiety and embracing it. Because it can really
1: help you rise to the challenge. This is very interesting because as soon as you say calm down, it seems opposite of what you're, ex- what you're actually experiencing. And so as an improviser, you never, you don't want to say no. You always say yes. You live in a yes field. Whatever comes at you, it's always yes and. That's what you want to say to anxiety or any emotion. Yes, I see you. I'm not blind to what you're telling me. I see you. I welcome you. There you are. And I'm going to go with it and not resist it. I'm not going to run away and I'm not going to resist. I'm going with the flow. And so being excited. Yeah, I'm excited. My body is preparing me for something. I'm about to take a test.
0: Yes. And anxiety is saying something back to you. Anxiety is actually talking to you. Good job, Ed. I'm your anxiety. You need me. You need me right now to fight the Spectrum bill. Yeah. If you don't have me, yes, you know, you need I me. Do. So don't don't blow me off and run away from me.
1: Okay. Okay. I hear you. I'm with you. Let's go. Let's pay that Spectrum bill and let's get the price down. Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna pump some
0: chemicals into your body, <laughs> make you super excited. Okay. It might feel you used to think it
1: was uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable. I'm just helping you out. You know, it's not uncomfortable when I realize that it's okay to meet you right up here. We can be in this hey, together. Why are you talking like me? That's my voice. No, it's mine. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's really great. I think that's a great example of, you know, match the match the tone, you know, meet it meet it head on. Meet it and welcome it. And and that's the same with any emotion. We're talking about anxiety today, but it Every could be emotion anything. has a message to send to you. Now, they are not
0: the dictators of us. We're not enslaved by our emotions, but it can be extremely profoundly helpful for you to think of anxiety as a character in your life that's part of you. You know, all of these emotions are different characters in our life, that and they are part of us. And to have conversations with this anxiety. So I think we wanted to do a role play, right?
1: Yes, yes. We want to do a role play um, just to show you how this might work. And that last example was a pretty good example too. But in this role play, how about this? How about if you are a teenager who plays softball and you have a softball tournament coming up and um, you're probably pretty anxious about it and I'll be your dad and I'll come in and I'll find you. And we have, you know, let's, let's follow this along a little bit and uh, we'll see where we go. Now, we're going to do it two ways. The first way is the way that most people are used to doing it, which sounds okay in a way, but we're not really going to use any tools in that one. We're just going to go unconscious. We're going to go into it like most people would. And then the second time, we'll redo it. We'll do a do over and we'll use some tools and we'll discuss what we're going to use before we do it. But here we go with take one of the softball tournament episode. She steps into the batter's box as the pitcher takes the mound. Let's see who wins this matchup. Hi, honey. Hey, what's up? It's kind of late. Oh,
0: the softball tournament, Dad. <laughs> What if I mess up? What if I
1: blow it? Oh, wow. Are we in this again? You know, I've seen this movie before. Look, you always get stressed. And you always do great. Ugh, seriously? I feel
0: awful. And I hate it. And I just know I'm going to let everyone down.
1: You know I have faith in you. I believe in you, honey. Really. Staying up late and worrying, that isn't going to help, right? So let's just get some rest. And I promise you, Everything will look better in the morning. Oh, uh, okay, I guess. Have a good have a good night. Get some rest. <laughs> Strike 1. That was a nasty pitch and she's behind in the count now. Okay, so so there's nothing. I mean, that's not that's not a mean dad. That's not a dad who's not trying to help. But it but what is happening there? That's a loving a dad. dad that yeah. wants
0: to calm their child down. Make it go away, not because he wants their child, the child to go away, but because he believes that that is the way to help. Right. And to be supportive. And sometimes that can help, frankly. But a lot of times it can't. Like I went away in that role play still feeling pretty awful and not knowing
1: how to use my anxiety. Right. And 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 also something's being communicated the the daughter is saying, I feel awful. This is not what I like. I don't like this feeling and I've got a lot of pressure and the father is saying, oh, you're going to be fine. Yes. Well, so so somebody's not listening there.
0: Yeah, I feel pretty invalidated. Like, don't, yeah. you know, one of those things where you know your child's going to get through it and so you can see something they can't see, yet you're not hearing them.
1: So what's more important? Is it more important to give them a suggestion of what to do and to give them a, a choice of what to do? Or is it more important to just be present with what they're feeling and expressing?
0: You know, honestly, I don't think there's a one size fits all. I think being present is really important. I think the goal in our mind should always be connection 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 what is my child's empathy language you know i like to use those words empathy language do they do they need some space before you jump in and maybe help guide them so remember these two things one is connection we're trying to connect to our child and the way we know that we're connecting is they're opening up and they're allowing us in to their world and then we're also their guide we're not there to do it for them and we're not there to dictate for them we're there to guide them along And so I think those are kind of the two big things we should sort of keep in mind. And in this case, this particular case, right, and the role play we're going to do next, we know that the emotion that our child is feeling is anxiety about the game tomorrow. So now we know a little bit about using anxiety to our advantage. And so if there is an opening to actually introduce the tool, then we should do so.
1: Sounds good. Okay, so here's role play number two. This is the do-over. Same game. Same kid, same dad. Here we go. Here's the pitch. Hi, honey. What's up? It's it's kind of late. Oh, the
0: softball tournament, Dad. What if I mess it up and I just blow it?
1: Oh wow, yeah. I see that you're you're really you're really worried about this thing. You 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 might mess up. You you're really stressed. And I will tell you, thoughts like that, I I'm sure they're really painful. Is um. Is that right? Am I getting that right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's what's
1: happening. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, here, here's the thing, you know, maybe maybe about stress, because I'm stressed a lot, and I feel stress all the time. You know that your stress can actually work for you instead of against you? I mean... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Dad,
0: mm-hmm. is this going to be one of your therapy things? You're always listening to those therapy things on your iPhone. It's not going to help right now.
1: I hear you. I hear you. I know. You know, I talk a lot, but you know, it's just that people think when it comes to stress that it's, it's a bad thing. And I'm telling you, it's not. It's a natural thing. It's sending a message. So they've looked at this and you know, stress is actually preparing your body for the game tomorrow. And if you talk to it, if you listen to it a little bit, Instead of, you know, maybe ignoring it or trying to push it away or thinking that there's something wrong with you for feeling that way, you can change the way it works in your body and make it work for you. Stress is actually trying to send you a message. And when you just ignore the stress and try to live with it, let me ask you a question. Does it work for you? How do you feel up until game time?
0: Um, not really great. I mean, I feel like I'm going to throw up most of the time, to be honest with you.
1: Is that, is that working for you?
0: Definitely not
1: working for me. Not working. The throwing up is not working. Okay. Well, what if you find something to say to your stress? What if you, I'm just saying, now I'm not saying you have to do this, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, what if, okay? What if you could say something like stress? I feel you. Now, where do you feel stress in your body usually? Where do you
0: right, get it? Like right here, right in my stomach, right here. It's like okay, where so, I feel the
1: worst. Okay. Well, what if you try putting your hand on your stomach? What if you actually connect to it physically and you put your hand on your stomach? Go ahead. And you, and you say, stress, I can feel you in my stomach. I know you're, I know you're working for me and you're getting me ready for the game. You know what? I'm excited. I love softball, and I'm ready to play. Can you can you try that? Use your own words, however you want to do it. Wait,
0: I have to put my hand on my stomach. This is a little weird, and then talk to myself. Okay, yeah. Well,
1: you know. Okay. okay. Really, Dad? It is a little weird. It is a little weird, honey. But you know what? The the throwing up is weird too, and it's not working. So let's try something different. You know, it may feel a little weird at first but it's kind of like the way you'd talk to a friend who told you that they were stressed out, right? I mean, you're a good friend. So That's you know, true. How talking, right? Okay. So so let's try it, okay? So you're talking okay. to a friend now. So
0: stress I feel you in my stomach. I know you're getting me ready for the game. I'm excited. Let's do it.
1: Okay, so that, like that? was a little yeah. Like that. Okay. So that was a little bit different, just even saying it that way. But you know, when you say you're excited, you know, just go with it. I'm, I'm excited. Let's do it. You know, it is just, you can do those kind of things. And, uh, how did that feel? Even when you just did it that time? Better
0: than whatever I was doing before.
1: Okay. So if you can do it once, you can do it again. You know, you can do it. You can do it anytime. And you don't have to wait till you feel stressed to do it. You can actually talk to yourself and check in with yourself anytime. Um, We can try it again. I mean, I'm happy to practice it with you. Listen, I need to do this for myself too. Remind yourself that stress is getting you ready. It's not working against you. It's working for you. And I have one word for you. Peace. And I have one word for you. Out. She swings and drives it to center, and it's gone! Home run! Okay. So that's the beginning of a mini series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what happens to those people. So, what do, what do you think?
0: Well, I want to say a few things. So first of all, if this is your first time listening, we Ed and I do role plays on every single episode. And we just want to say that, again, we have our own families. We have our own kids. It's definitely not perfect <laughs> lives at home for us. So we totally understand that sometimes when we're doing a role play and you try something like that at home, that it can be messy. Maybe it doesn't get tied up all nice with a bow. Maybe you get rejected by your child for trying it but it's okay, right? It's okay. What do we have? What do you have to say about that, Ed?
1: Here's the thing. There's no, there's no perfection in it. And what's really kind of funny from the outside, but not funny when you're going through it, is that when anybody learns a new technique, when anybody learns something about mental health or resilience or meditation or anything, you try really hard to do it. And you try to be perfect. And you think that, and I say you, I'm talking about me when I say you, I think that there's a good way to do it. It should look a certain way. And the thing is, just the intention, what's important is the intention around it. It's not the technique. And in order to show you this and illustrate it, we have a new segment. And um, this is a brand new segment and it's called Don't Try This at Home. And the reason for this segment is exactly what we're talking about now. It's trying to deal with anxiety by relaxing. We've all heard these meditation tapes. We've all heard them. So I decided that I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to try to do my own meditation tape. And in my mind, this is an example of how my meditation tape would sound. In other words, don't try this at home. Just for now, there's nothing to do and nowhere to go. You're lying on a beach in Hawaii you're on vacation, take a deep cleansing breath. That's too loud. Who breathes like that? The air is warm. The ocean is turquoise. It sparkles. A dolphin leaps in the air. He's happy. He's a dolphin. He doesn't have to worry about paying for health insurance. Beside, they don't cover anything anyway. As you gaze at the sky, you feel weightless time has stopped. All of your friends are more successful than you are. Hmm. Back to Hawaii. A waiter brings you a drink. His cologne is overpowering. But you're fine. Nothing bothers you. You take a long, cool sip of your drink. So relaxed. You stretch and you sigh. Ah. Why did I have six cups of coffee? Why? The sun slowly descends, colors stripe the sky. I'll never make it. I can't even make a relaxation tape. You feel peaceful and grateful, yet somehow crappy and horrible. You awake refreshed and renewed. You may open your eyes. So that's my meditation tape. (laughs) That was
0: the worst thing I've ever heard. I loved it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's not, a good, it's not a good sign, uh, it's not a good practice, but this is how a lot of people feel when they approach you know, a practice that's a, that's a resilience or a mental health practice or dealing with your anxiety. It's not gonna be perfect, it's gonna be messy. But the thing is, the intention, you're actually consciously making a choice to do something and to pay attention, to be aware of a feeling or a thought that you're having. And you're relating to it in some way. So that's just, you know, we'll have we'll have many more and we'll have them all kinds of different ways. The one thing that I'm expert at is how not to do something.
0: That's right. He is our yeah. resident expert of what not to do. I love it. Do not it. do
1: it. Do not do it. <laughs> and
0: yeah. also, speaking of practices, we have another new thing on Dear Anxiety, which is so, we really, 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 really want you guys to take away a golden nugget on every single, what is a golden nugget? Why do people say that? Is it like a piece of gold? What does that mean? I think it's a piece of gold. Is it a piece of gold? All right, take away a piece of gold, not a real piece of gold because we don't have, you know, that kind of collateral to give away right now. However, we are going to give you an exercise, a practice to do on every single episode made into a beautiful printable that you can get at gozen.com forward slash dear anxiety. So for this one, we are going to want you to design your own anxiety character, right? This is going to be simple to do, less than 10 minutes and write a letter to it. That's going to be the practice for the week related to this episode, and you can get it at GoZen.com forward slash Dear Anxiety.
1: That is fantastic. I cannot wait to do that. And I can't wait to see what my character looks like. And if he'll, and if uh, anybody, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this.
0: My character looks exactly like you. Is that a (laughs) flattery?
1: You know what? So does mine. (laughs) So maybe, maybe I can be the new Mr. Anxiety. I'll be on Psychology Today magazine. I'll be, I'll be Mr. Anxiety April. Well,
0: you guys, you know what this we're going to call it we're going to call it a week on this particular episode We want to make sure that you go to gozen.com forward slash dear You get your printable and when you get your printable, you know, you just enter your email address You'll get your printable. You are also going to get information on all the new summits that we have coming up So we have one coming up on anger. We have one coming up on confidence and we have a lot of other fun things going on
1: I love the confidence idea. Not that I don't love the anger, but I, I'd like to meet the confidence uh, head on. And then I'll do my confident character. And it will not look like me, but I will try to make <laughs> it look like me. Um, I really, we're so happy that you listened. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your reviews. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes at uh bit.ly, B-I-T dot forward slash Dear Anxiety. Write us, call us, communicate with us. We're all one community. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. I'm Ed Krasnick. I'm Rini Jane. We will see you next time.
0: See you next time. Thanks, guys. Uh, I lost my place. Wait, hold time.